Welcome. You're listening to the second season of The Baker's Notebook, a podcast about home baking. I'm Stacy, a mom of two, and I enjoy baking with my kids when I'm not teaching biochemistry lab. And I'm Mia, a romance author and home baker. We're two longtime friends who met and bonded over the perfect apple pie. Bake along with us as we find new recipes to try. Listen as we compare notes about our successes and inevitable failures in the kitchen. Learn along with us as we become better home bakers, one delicious recipe at a time. This week, we're baking Buttermilk Biscuits by Angela Davis of the Kitchenista Diaries. Bake along with us. Mia, you want to tell us about uh, why you chose this recipe? Yeah. Uh, so the Kitchenista is Angela Davis. She has this great blog called the Kitchenista Diaries. Um, I think I first saw her on Twitter. She has these beautiful recipes that she posts and her Instagram feed is great. She's going to be transitioning her blog to a subscription service, okay. I believe um, in October, but her content is so great. And I mean, I love a good biscuit. I am a <laughs> fan of biscuits. Um, for me, it's a very comforting food. Like the first biscuit I remember having was like um, KFC, just Kentucky oh Fried God. Chicken biscuits, you know. And like for me, like I'm a Filipino, you know, Filipino American kid. I grew up eating rice at every meal, right. and so like a biscuit is very exotic for me right <laughs> like it's not something that I got to eat very often and so it's like it's a dessert what is this like you get bread with your food like what is this like <laughs> it's not rice like what is this and so you know we would get you know the one biscuit that came in the meal <laughs> and then you would also have rice right and also have rice yeah and share it and then put honey on it and it's like it's almost like a dessert oh yeah with me, butter you and know honey. oh oh and like that was a that was an amazing thing for me. And then slowly you go to different like um, for me, there's a restaurant down the street. It's a very old diner in L.A. called Pans. It's kind of close to LAX. Okay. And it's like this very um, like retro googie architecture counter. And um, they make such delicious like giant flaky biscuits mm-hmm. that when I get them, it's like, I don't know, it's totally comforting, even though I didn't grow up with them. Right. Such a delicious, like familiar flavor. And I really wanted to learn how to make that at home. First of all, because these biscuits that you get at this restaurant are enormous. (laughs) Like you eat that and it's like lights out for the rest of the day, you know? Right. And so like a regular smaller biscuit would be nice. (laughs) So you can have that treat without like just checking out, you know? Um, What did you think about this recipe? Oh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, I'm a biscuit fan. I'm a scone fan. And, you know, there's debate over biscuits and scones. And, you know, people say they're so different. I, I kind of think they're similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, to me, it's more of like what you end up doing with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite things is I'm not a breakfast person, okay? I just – I'm not a breakfast – I'm not a big fan of breakfast. When I go to breakfast, I like the thing that looks least like breakfast. And so one of the things I enjoy at breakfast is biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the ways that I like my biscuit. Now, you'd never do scones and gravy, right? So that that's an example of how it's like – there are certain things you do with biscuits and certain things you do with scones. But when you think about it, the recipes are very similar, right? There's the fat component. There's a uh, 
milk or buttermilk component usually things like and flour and you want it to be flaky and you want it to be layered and you want it to uh, rise nicely and and be be light um, kind of t- tender I yeah think. yeah right so those those are all very similar um and so I am always excited whenever somebody tells me, hey, try out this biscuit or try out this scone recipe, because I just feel like they're such great vehicles for so many different things, you know, mm-hmm. like that scone recipe we did a while back. Oh, yeah. You the, know. Um, the Irish scone. Yeah. Thing. Right. I use that for strawberry shortcake. Right. I just thought, mm-hmm. you know, there's such great vehicles to do so many things with that. I just I love it. So I was really excited to see this recipe. I feel like from an American point of view, a biscuit in my mind is savory. And then a scone is something sweet that you buy at the coffee house. Yeah. Maybe but that's... I know that, you know, like British people have a different impression of like American biscuits than we do. Yeah. Like biscuits to me is Southern food. It's like right. a very down home right. or soul food. And so very, um, yeah, just totally savory. We we make a lot of beans in this household. <laughs> we're like we're very pro bean, uh-huh. and so I'm always making like a big pot of beans, like in my crock pot, just or simmering on the stove. And so like I feel like beans are a very wholesome meal, but it's kind of lonely there. On the yeah, table if he to makes have like these biscuits. Make some oh, biscuits or cornbread. So with that. Mm-hmm, that's what I did. So actually, my husband made some. I believe they were. Pinquito beans, which are like the California version of red beans. There's okay. little pink beans. And then I made these biscuits um, oh, wow. that same day. And they just went so great together. And what did you put on the biscuits? Did you did you do butter and honey or did you just eat them plain? Or how did you eat them along with the beans? I ate them plain because okay. I knew how much butter was already in there. <laughs> yeah. But my husband put butter. Uh, inside because they were still warm and you know like oh a butter with uh, I mean a a butter with butter a biscuit with butter (laughs) I know when it's warm like that and the butter melts warm and it melts it's such a so lovely it's so lovely and then a bowl of hot beans um wow yeah pretty good that was a good dinner yeah and like biscuits don't even though they're a treat and they look fancy when somebody gives you a homemade biscuit they're not terribly difficult to make once you get the hang of them i feel i agree i agree so i have a question um yeah. she she has different ways that you could cut your butter into this mm-hmm. um and so whenever i make biscuit or scone dough it does kind of remind me of making pie dough and we just talked about pies last week um pie crust because you want to have like the the chunks of butter you know mm-hmm. still in there and still visible the pea-sized you know pieces of butter is what people usually uh, describe it as how did you cut your butter into your flour right there's different ways to do it so you can use two forks you can use a pastry cutter in a bowl and do it by hand I just did it in my food processor because that's how I do all things when I'm making like a pie crust or a scone recipe you you put Mm -hmm. in the flour and then what you you did you like cube the butter up and then throw that in there and then pulse it or uh let's see what did i do let me see i i put the dry ingredients and the crisco in the food processor right okay and then oh 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 this is what i did <laughs> i followed her directions exactly and so i um i put the dry ingredients and the crisco in the uh-huh. food processor 
um, the vegetable shortening. And then I pulsed it until it looked like sand. Okay. And then because I wanted to see what her technique is, because this is more of a tutorial than a recipe if you go to the website, right? Right. I poured it into a bowl. Okay. And then I added the sliced cold butter. And then I actually did what she recommended, which is to rub it into the butter with my fingers very quickly. Okay. So you did do it by hand because I was thinking you would have done it all in the food processor, but you ended up doing it by hand. I'm offended. Yes, I did. <laughs> but we did it. See, that's what you do. I always do it, don't I? But I wanted, you know, because it's such a simple recipe, like there's not a lot to this. I wanted to see what her technique added to the biscuits that made them different. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I thought, well, if I'm doing this, let me do it her way. Yeah, and she gives you quite a few options on how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I went with one of her other options. Um, so convenient that we chose the different options. Um, I went with the, you put your butter in the freezer, Mm -hmm. so it's frozen, and then you shred your butter. I did that because, you know, I've read, um, rough puff pastry recipes where that's what you do. You Mm -hmm. kind of shred your butter. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try doing this. So, um, I use the grater attachment on my food processor. She says, you know, a box grater would work too, but I'm like, my hot hands would melt that butter. <laughs> like that's not happening. My hot little hands. <laughs> so I used the grater attachment, just, you know, ran it through the food processor and then um, mix that in with the sandy, if you will, flour mm-hmm. and shortening mixture. And I thought that was really easy to do really Really easy yeah Yeah. if you've got the food processor already out and and connected that's not a problem at all yeah yeah um so i went with that technique and i thought that was a a clever technique to keep your butter in those pea-sized shapes and and all of that so i like that advice and the way that she did it by hand it does take some time and i think there's something if you're like a novice baker uh treating biscuits and pie dough and scones Mm -hmm. with your hands is very different from kneading dough in Mm. bread and things like that like Mm -hmm. bread needs muscles you need to be you know like you need to get your hands in there and temperature doesn't really matter that much because your your yeast is working the glutens are forming it doesn't matter it's like a crucible go ahead like go crazy with your bread but when you're working with pie dough, biscuits, scones, mm-hmm. anything with like a lot of butter, and you, that that ends up being very flaky, mm-hmm. is you need a very gentle kind of quick yes. touch, like touch it as little as possible. And so if you're going to do the food processor method where you grate the butter, that's even better because yeah. it, it has no contact with your hand. Yeah, right? where you can't melt it with your fingers. <laughs> Right. And so as I was doing this, I'm like, all right, I got to move really fast because I don't want to melt the butter too Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. So she recommends, and I've seen this in different recipes before, the method is to take your pats of sliced butter and like pinch them or snap them between your fingers in the flour so that you have these like literal flakes of butter Mm. that are flat discs mixed in with your flour. And I did that and it is exactly as she recommended, uh, or as she says, it's a snapping motion between your cool. thumb and your forefinger. And it's actually very um, therapeutic. <laughs> Great. <laughs> like to put your hands in cold flour and cold butter and then like kind of rub them together. It's, I don't know, it feels really nice to me. And then when you feel like it's pretty um, 
not too much loose flour and there's like small flakes of flat butter in there, but nothing melted together. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you add in your buttermilk and then I folded it with my spatula. And did you use, did you find full fat buttermilk? They only had the one kind of buttermilk. I believe it was full fat because it didn't say low fat on there. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. So I did not have buttermilk on hand. (laughs) Um, You know, um, last month we did that buttermilk panna cotta. Mm -hmm. And I was able to, I got some buttermilk for that. Uh, But what I normally have on hand when it comes to baking is I have a powder buttermilk. So I've always been curious about that. How does that work? Well, it's kind of like, you know how you can buy like non-fat dry milk as Mm -hmm. a powder Mm -hmm. in in the supermarkets? You can buy buttermilk as a powder. And I kind of like it because it's shelf stable. It lasts a long time. And you add it to your dry ingredients, like your your flour and all of that. So you add it when, when you're doing that. Um, it's like so many tablespoons equal the equivalent of a cup. Uh, and then you need to add in a cup of liquid, right? Mm-hmm. When, when, when it comes to when they say add in your cup of buttermilk, you would add either a cup of water or a cup of milk, depending how much fat you want to add back into it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so because she said that if you can't find full fat buttermilk, substitute a half cup of low fat buttermilk and a half cup of heavy whipping cream. Um, so basically a half and half mixture. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. I added back a cup of half, uh, for us, we have nonfat milk, um, and, and a cup, half a cup of nonfat milk with half a cup of whipping cream, heavy whipping cream, um, as my cup of liquid. So I actually used the um powdered buttermilk in here okay so, so it's was, like it has the flavor it has the flavor and, and the yeah. acidity got it um which are the two things that that i think you're going to need um because the baking powder is basic and so you want the acid component because when they meet they form bubbles uh and that's going to help things rise mm-hmm. um did you use she recommended two cups of white lily all-purpose flour oh yeah i wanted to talk about yeah. that mm-hmm. did- there's only one place I've seen in LA that sells that. It's a restaurant supply store called Surface. Um, but no, I don't have that. So I used half, um, she recommended half all-purpose flour and half cake flour, which is what I used. That's exactly what I did too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I was going to say, did you, did you, cause I own a lot of flour. <laughs> I own a lot of different kinds of flour. This mm-hmm. one I did not own. So. so it has a lot less protein in it. Is that the idea? That's what it sounded like she was saying. She was saying it was a more of a lower gluten, which like the cake flour. That's why that's why you go with the cake flour, half mm-hmm. cake flour, and then half uh, regular all purpose to to mimic that. Okay. Um, and that's also why she said you want to not not need your biscuits, right? And mm-hmm. how you were commenting, it was more of a snapping motion than a kneading motion because. Um, you don't want to have it start to develop the gluten. Mm-hmm. Or melt the butter. That yeah, be... or melt the butter. Both of those reasons. Yeah, because then you'd have what kind of like greasy, yeah, flat, like kind of tough biscuits, right? And then tough. My... You don't want tough biscuits. No. My <laughs> other question for you is, did you use biscuit cutters? Did you, did, are you, were your biscuits round? Yes, they were round, but I only had fluted cutters. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so um, I was able to cut eight biscuits and then I did two from the scraps. And then this, uh, the dough you have to fold. So I right. floured my counter and then you kind of 
it's not even like it, there's no kneading involved. You just kind no. of gather and push everything together gently and then um, into like a rectangle and fold it into a letter, mm-hmm. fold it in half, then do it once more. And right. then ch- I chilled it. Yeah. And then, I, and then cut eight biscuits and two from the scraps. But because right. my biscuits were fluted, I, it was helpful for me to not twist, you know, like, right. Right. So sometimes dough is hard to cut and you kind of twist the cutter around. Yeah. She says, you got to go straight down or That's else you're going to seal off your layers and you won't get all those beautiful layers you were working hard to do. Right. So you go straight down, like, what is it? Perpendicular, <laughs> perpendicular mm-hmm. to the counter, just mm-hmm. straight down. Don't wiggle your cutter. And that was, you know, helpful for me to have the fluted cover colors because it reminded me not to twist. That's a good point. I hadn't even thought of that. I just used a knife. I cut mine. And that's because um, she made a comment that, you know, your first six are going to be pretty. And then mm-hmm. your next two are going to be less pretty because you have mm-hmm. to use the scraps. Yeah. And that if you just use a knife and cut it, <laughs> all gonna you be don't beautiful. have to deal with scraps. Mm-hmm. So um, I went with the, I'm not going to deal with scraps. <laughs> it's smart. I had hardly any scraps left after doing the last two, but they were not as beautiful, which was just an excuse for me to eat them in the kitchen. It's <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> uh, she recommends brushing them with more butter right. <laughs> before baking them, which I did. So same here. Yeah. Oh, and they are so tall and proud. These biscuits, they just kind of bake and floof up straight up. Very beautiful biscuits. And totally, I felt totally worth all that effort. How did yours come out? Oh, beautiful. And um, I did make some sausage and gravy and made biscuits and gravy and loved it. It was so yummy. Thanks for baking along with us this week. For links to the recipes and other notes, please check out our website, www.thebakersnotebook.com, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Baker's Notebook. You can leave us a voice message on our website if you'd like to be featured on the show. If you bake any of these recipes, please make sure to tag us on social media. We'd love to see what you create. Until next time, happy baking!